You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Hack the Planet! That film is now 15 years old come this summer. No, I take that back. 25 years old. Wow. God damn, I'm old. Anyway, Kevin Goatee here from Gutting the Sacred Cow. Kevin Israel and I want to thank you so much for your listening, for your reviews and ratings and all that good stuff. And if you do want to give us a five-star rating, if you haven't done so already, please do so. And just give us a very, very quick two- to three-sentence review, why we kick ass, why you love us, whatever. Or if you want to leave a homemade recipe for apple pie, who gives a shit? Just do something where it's five stars and a rating because Apple algorithms look at this. I know, right? Skynet does monitor, all right? Secondly, if you're looking to advertise, hit us up. DM us. We're looking for sponsorships. We'd love to have you and help your cause out. Just give us a a DM and we can help you out. Gutting the Sacred Cow, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. You know the drill by now. And lastly, do you guys have any ideas for swag? You know, T-shirts, keychains, bumper stickers. What do you think would be cool? Where you would want to see my face or Kevin Israel's face or pictures of our feet. That's right, of our feet. Kevin has gnarly feet, as you're going to hear in a future episode. And my feet... Not so bad, but whatever. Anyway, guys, what do you think would be a good idea for swag? Go on our Facebook page, comment, say, hey, here's what I think is a good idea for swag. Best idea will get made up, and we'll throw you, of course, a free whatever it is that you've created. Cool? Awesome. And again, here we are, Inception with Jim Mandrinos. Enjoy, folks. Gather round, here's what I know. Episode 11 of Gutting the Sacred Cow. Pretty good so far, right? Happy New Year? Uh, actually, I have off tomorrow, so this thing may go up faster than we think. Well, Happy New Year, well, Happy anyway. New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you as well, sir. How was your Christmas slash Hanukkah? It was wonderful. Yeah? It was wonderful, yeah. Just getting good toys? No. Uh, I got a new laptop, That's was, but I bought it for myself, so I don't know if that really counts. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's what, it, what happens when you get become an adult, right? You just buy all the stuff you wanted to. You just having buy, to yeah. wait for December twenty fifth. Yeah, my wife was like, "Are we going to buy each other Christmas presents?" I was like, "We have one bank account." Oh, what's the point of that? Isn't that cute? <laughs> you know yeah, the Christmas yeah. present I didn't get that I wanted a good Star Wars movie. Mwah, mwah. Yeah, they just try to goad me into it. Sitting in the uh, he's trying to goad me into it in the, the hot seat. Chair the hot is, seat. A good man, Jim Mendrinos of Comics Watching Comics Season 4. You can catch him on that. Uh, Living in Exile, also on Amazon Video. Uh, a god amongst mortals, shall I say. How are you today, uh, buddy? I am good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. Uh, Jim and I love to combat with our tastes in films, his being the wrong side, mine being the right. But that's... Well, occasionally we do agree. <laughs> we do. But, but it's rarer than usual. It, much rarer than usual. Jim is here to talk about the... 2010 box office and critically acclaimed Inception. But before we get to that, let's do a hot five minutes on the rise, or as I want to say, the demise of Skywalker. You're going to be able to keep it. I'm timing it. Go I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm timing it because I don't. Need to time that, I don't. I don't think. I feel like five minutes will j- barely polish the surface. Give me. Tell me when you start of this, five minutes of this stinker. <laughs> For those of you who are waiting here, Inception, just fast forward five minutes. For those of you who are dying here, our, our Skywalker takes. And, this is the time. And we'll argue this, too. Go. <laughs> Kevin Israel, I hated this film with a burning passion. It is the second or third worst film in the nine that are that are out there, if you want to include the other two. I still put in the bottom three. What say you? Um, I will quote a sage opinion that I've heard repeatedly in the past few months. It was fine. Ah, that's me who it says was, that. It was fine. Um, while watching it, I, I was entertained. As soon as I walked out, I was like, wow, that sucked. It did nothing for me. During, during the two major reveals, and I won't reveal them now because it's still only about a week and a half after it's released, I go to my buddy after each one and go, nope, both times. See, Big I, problems. See, I think if you're listening to this, you, you need to accept that there are going to be spoilers. I just, I just, I, the I, answers they gave were not acceptable, and, and there were too many unanswered questions. And oh, by let's by the way, let's introduce more characters to a convoluted universe where the characters who've been established for three films are as but vanilla as the vanilla ice cream itself, and as blasé as water. We need one more robot so we can sell merch. Right. One little droid. Just to get it, just because BB-8 wasn't cute enough, now we're going to put in a little miniature spotlight robot. Yeah, a little spider. And, of you course, I really don't want Baby Yoda outselling the movie. <laughs> Baby Yoda's going to outsell everything if you do that. Baby Yoda is at least more tolerable than this fucking abomination was. Baby Ugh. Yoda's going to be evil. I can't I wait hope so. for that turn. Jim Mandrinos, who sits in front of me, not only does he loathe the Dark Knight, an Ameri- my top ten of all-time favorite films. What say you, Kevin Israel? It's, it, I loved it. Was, it was one of the first superhero movies that was done perfectly right. I, the, I, I would put Batman 66 above Dark Knight. You're a broken man. Can we invoke the, uh, the crowd of torches and pitchforks to come <laughs> hither right now? But not only does Jim hate the Dark Knight, he put, Bat- he put uh, Rise of Skywalker... Number two. Uh, there are 12 Star Wars movies, 12 theatrical releases, and I put this one as number two. It is... What's number one? Number one is A New Hope. Okay. It's, it's always going to be a new The hope. only thing we agree on today, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it is the best movie, but what I am saying, it, or even the second best movie... You just or, did by putting it number two. I, I said it was the second best in the Star Wars franchise because it served its fan base. Everything every fan wanted, every happy ending they wanted, they got. Would I, as a filmmaker, have done a darker, grittier one? You know, I, I almost want to give away the uh, 
the one plot point we talked about had had uh, had somebody of indeed died in this one, and you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have gone that choice. Absolutely, I would have gone grittier, darker choices. That's not what it is. It's a kids' film meant to sell toys, meant to give everyone a happy ending. And that's what it did. It was everything short of dancing Ewoks. Oh, I forgot there were dancing Ewoks in this one. But you know what? This happy this film would have, this film was less of a happier ending than Robert crafted when the cops came and raided that place. Okay, this film was ding. Oh, here it is. Oh, so there it thank is. you, thank you very much. And I, and I I'm going to spoil one part of the ending. Uh, the rebels win, and when they won. Let me ask you this. What kind of celebration They're the was resistance. That? They're, They're the resistance. resistance. There you go. We're changing that now. It's different. When the resistance won, it was like someone graduated junior college or county college, yeah. whatever you want to call it. It was a, meh, we won. Jedi, there are starships shooting off fireworks, villages ablaze with with laughter and merriment and glee, statues Galactic bukkake. Right. And this one, it's kind of like... Yay, high five, well done. We but just when they the did the same thing in Attack of the Clones, you, you know, again, everybody keeps talking about, you know, it, we want this from Star Wars. We want that from Star Wars. The Star Wars fans, and and I count myself as a big Star Wars geek fan. I read the novels. I read the comic books. Dear God, I've watched all the series, including the Ewok shows from the uh, late 70s. The Christmas uh, Spectacular? Uh, the Christmas Spectacular from 79 and the two Ewok specials. Uh, again, all of this to say, all it did was sum up every living character's story in as neat a package as it could. And that's all that movie ever said. It did not do. do that. There is nothing we learned more about Finn from episode one. Sorry, seven versus nine. It summed but, up It summed up all the original characters. Correct. Right. But the, these new characters. About. But if you're so worried about merchandise and if you're so worried about selling, you should introduce a new generation of characters for the new generation have, and make us care about them. Not, I didn't give a shit about any of these characters. Cute droids that we make toys of. And... and you know, we know what happened to Luke. We know what happened to Leia. We know what happened to Han. We know what happened to Chewie. Dan, right down to I, I the 3PO. It. Then they should have just made a movie with those characters. Thank you. But they introduced all these other blah characters. Poe Dameron, First boring. Of all, just got over five. Yeah. But. Oh. <laughs> 5.06. <laughs> Seven minutes I'm going to extend this to. God damn it. But here's the whole thing. All of those characters, yes, I agree. You're looking at it as, did they tell a complete story with Ray and and with Poe and with Finn? No, they didn't. Those you know why? Because they were, sucked. Those Terrible. characters were left unserviced. What they wanted to do was put a nice little neat bow on the film we've been following since the late 1970s. 77. That's all they wanted to do. And the answers they gave for some of these characters were a D- minus at best. I, I disagree. I think when you look at how they served the original cast... The original cast was fine. The way they went on the fine, uh, but when you introduce these new characters for three films, it's not like it's one character they're bringing in. And then, by the way, nobody cares about those characters. Sure, they do. Then why they keep around for three films? Why they kill off Poe Dameron? Why they, they kill off? Wait, uh, they were Finn? all in service of the original cast. Ugh. That's all. If you think that this that any of these movies did anything other than that, you're insane. Then why bother with a whole new trilogy just with, with these folk, with these char new characters as the focal piece? Princess Leia was they, an afterthought. So was Skywalker. Ray was the second coming of the Force and the Christ I, and all I would, that. I, I would argue that in in film uh, the uh, seventh film in the Skywalker saga, it was Han Solo's film more than any other character. 
because we followed his death, and that's what we that fueled that entire movie. In the last one, it was the magical flying, you know, Princess Leia. God damn, that was the worst in all of the franchise. The worst scene in any of them. I, that none. that is up there with the. But it's not fair. Tantrum he threw in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I would. I would say that that's was, neck and neck. I'll, I'll, I won't shit on your point. Oh yeah, that was when bad. I want to drive my friends crazy. I just do George Jar, Jar Binks impressions. Oh yeah. Me, me say you don't like the film. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, or or when Padney fall and also an Attack of the Clones, where she falls out of the carrier and falls in the desert. Goes, oh my god. He goes, I'm okay. And she just jumps up after falling forty feet into a sand dune. But, but yeah. by the way, if they really wanted to service the fans. They could have had just one scene where a George R. Binks, whatever the, I can't remember what the race was, mm-hmm. the Gungans. gets killed. The Gungus, yeah, where but, one get, gets gets killed. Kill the Gungan, and we'd all be happy. and and Boss Nasty but, to too. But here's what I'm gonna say: If you look at it through the prism of the original characters in the Star Wars film, did we complete everyone's journey? Yes, we did. We completed Luke. We completed Leia. We completed, you know, Darth Vader. We completed. Che- but we, we kind of did that Chewbac- in Jedi. Jedi completed so. their story. Yeah, I, don't think was just I didn't need gone. to know what they were doing in the retirement home. Uh, I, <laughs> like, here's Princess Leia with her AARP complaining yeah. that they didn't give her senior citizens this kind oh, of I've got hemorrhoids now. Great. No. I, we're, we're now at nine minutes. All right. Yeah. All right. Wrap it up. But, but here's, his... here's the one thing I will say. I think the entire last three movies were unnecessary. I could have done with just the original trilogy and no more yes. and been just as happy. However, Happier. once you committed to doing the last three... It was about summing up the traditional characters, which is all this film did. If you really break this movie down from a filmmaker's point of view, the filmmakers did not care about anything. Nope. Other than the original. Audience entertainment pleasing. Nope. Right down to, I'm about to do two spoilers, so turn your turn your dials down. Right down to. Dials down. This is AMFM radio. Uh, I'm, I'm old. Right down to ending it on Tantooine. Right. And the medal that Maz presented to Chewbacca. Right. The second you did those two, that just told me, oh, all we're doing is completing the circle. Nothing else matters. Nothing else in that film mattered. So for what it what it set out to do, it did it well. It did it in in service to the fans that wanted that story. You wanted more of a story. Sucks to be you. They didn't give you that. God, because why would sorry, a, why would filmmakers give you a story? Yeah, let's clo- let's not close no, no, a loop. They, they gave you a story. They just didn't give you the story you wanted. I didn't. My mic just went out. My headphones just went out. What happened here? Uh, you moved your headphones. Oh, that's why. There you go. Okay. There you go. Uh, no, they didn't give any satisfactory answers. There you go again. This this damn this thing here is it's very okay. sensitive. Stop stop touching things. Oof. Stop. I, apparently the wires stop are even angry at your. Yeah, well, I wish. You touch it, it hurts. <sighs> Man, yeah. Do that film stunk. Do you need some spunk loop? Um. <laughs> Stunk, 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 stunk. The answers they give were just disgusting. Disagree. Fine. Let's see what we all think of the 2010 film Inception, and here are some numbers. Box office domestically, want to take a guess, Kevin Israel? You're kind of good at this. Oh, uh, I know domestically, I know it superseded its budget, so I'm going to say 160? 292. Wow. Budget was Wow. Budget budget would think it was one and a quarter. I forgot to write that down. Globally, 828. Destroyed. Wow. Yeah. A uh, IMDb score. What do you think? Uh, I think eighty-three percent. That's uh, well. It's it's in decimal. So eight point eight. So you're close. It's eight point eight. Oh, so 8. I was 8. going Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Now Rotten Tomatoes. Critics and audience. Break it down. What do you think? Uh, I bet the I I'm I think the the critics was I think the critics was at about an eighty-three, and I think the audience is in a ninety-something. Eighty-seven and ninety-one. 
pretty good. Wow. Nominated for Best Picture, Picture and Best Director, Christopher Nolan. A genius in the last 10 to 15 years. One of the best directors, I would say. Agreed. Okay. Now, did he did he do a Batman movie? He did three of them. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. Smashingly, I might did say. He, did he do Quite uh, de- Batman 66? No. Okay. Michael Keaton's Batman? No, that was Tim Burton. Uh, Sorry, there was no shark, bat, shark yeah, repellent. Shark repellent. <laughs> shark Confounded. Repellent. The batteries are dead. <laughs> no, the I have bat batteries are dead. No, the batteries are dead. I will go to the mat with you on this one. I've seen that movie a thousand <laughs> times. I have it on VHS. I have it at home. Confounded. The batteries are dead. Go look it up. It won four Academy Awards, including Best Effects. Fun fact. Woo. Quotes. There are not many quotes in this film. No, this was not a quote. Except one. "Dream Within a Dream." That's the only thing I could pull from this one. This is not a film we're going to go yeah. right. Inception, bro. Remember that? Yeah, line? 2010. That failed. No one's the fucking man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, was it was an, an interesting fact I saw. Christopher Nolan wanted to make this movie a long time before 2001, and they were like, "We don't know who you are. We don't have faith in you. You've done one movie. Following. Go, go, earn your stripes, kid, and come back to us." And it was originally supposed to be a horror movie. Yes, and he changed it. You're right. I think it was a horror movie. All right, Cobb's ring, <laughs> DiCaprio's character, only appears his ring, his wedding ring, only appears in flashbacks and dreams. Did you know that? I did not. The rotating staircase was inspired by M.C. Escher painting. Mm-hmm. Nolan has very several uh, se- several usual returning cast members: Michael Caine, Ken Watanabe, Cillian Murphy from, of course, the first Batman film, Batman Begins. He was in the second one too, in the very beginning. Oh, that's right when he got when he got captured yeah. by by, uh, by Batman with Michael Caine and all of them, and of course Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tom Hardy, and Marion Cotillard, all in The Dark Knight Rises. Who turned down the role of Cobb? Uh, I believe Brad Pitt and uh, Will Smith. Very good. Turning down Ellen Page's role. You ready? Evan Rachel Wood, Carrie Mulligan, Rachel McAdams, Emily Blunt, Emma Roberts, niece of Horseface herself, and Taylor Swift all considered for that Taylor role. Taylor Swift? Yeah. Literally anybody could have been that part. Yeah. Listen, I, Taylor Swift's like, I'm, I'm just going to wait for cats in nine years to go bomb and do that instead. <laughs> Kate Winslet declined Marion Cotillard's role. Fun fact. You know what, though? Uh, the One of the my comments about this trailer... This trailer had a very Matrix-like effect on me because you, when you saw this trailer, you had no idea what this movie was about. Right. And But Nolan had done uh, Insomnia at that point? He did Insomnia long before that. But he, So what was he... Oh, no, right, right. So no, that's right, did, that's right. Oh, come on. So uh, he, Memento he did before that Memento. as well? No, but he had done all the movies. He had done Dark yeah, Knight. Yeah, yeah. So, when you saw the, so when this trailer came out, you were just like, it's a Nolan movie. I have no idea what it's about, but I'm going to go see it. Exactly. Yeah. And they speci- and obviously they did, which they don't really do with trailers anymore. It was a very ambiguous trailer, and you had no idea what what the whole point of this was. He's one of those guys now, like Spielberg in my book. It's like, all right, and Tarantino as well. It's like, okay, whenever I see a preview for it, you've got my 15 bucks. Like yeah. even Dunkirk, which I didn't like, beautifully shot. Uh, I just didn't care for it. I mean, the movie was a ride, right? But it didn't. It, 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 Zero staying power, yeah. nothing about the characters, nothing about it sucked me no. in at all. Again, beautifully shot, the dogfight It was scenes. like a scene. Dunkirk right. was like a scene. Right. It was like a very long scene that at the end of it you were like, all right, can we, we need some like levity now or something. They need to switch the tone real quick. Right. And they didn't. It just ended. So with, 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 with the trailer, you see him jumping through the snow and when they're repelling in the, uh, in the last scene and now he's, you know, 
with the with the rotating stairs and all and, it, and obviously you said this one for visual effects right a lot of the this was the first time a lot of these special types of special effects were yeah. done seeing it was you know you didn't really know why these things were happening in the trailer so it was really compelling to see the you know the city flipping in on itself and all the MC Escher like visuals you it made you want to see this movie and get an idea of what was going to be the mystery? Also, he must have bited um, from that film Dark City. You ever see that piece yeah, of shit? That yeah. was awful. I came out was in college. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk what he took this from, yeah. Dreamscape. Yeah. And I, haven't dr- se- I haven't seen that one. But you I never know. saw Dreamscape? No, I, I, Dreamscape I, I, scared yeah. the shit out of me when I was a little kid. Yeah? Dennis, uh, Dennis Quaid, I believe. Uh, or was it Kurt Russell? No, it was Dennis Quaid. Um, it was a really good movie for the time. And it was nobody's since then, until this movie, nobody really did a movie about in your dreams. Uh, how about a little film called Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, right, besides <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Fresh five-star reviews. These are from critics. Inception isn't a dud, but nor is it a masterpiece. It's like a very ambitious, overlong pot boiler. Visually beautiful, ingenuous in parts, and dragging in others. Ingenious in parts, yeah, whatever. And dragging in others. Ingenuous is... I was right, yeah. No one masterfully weaves all these elements together, creating a second act that is... Breathtaking, suspenseful, and thought-provoking. Unfortunately, it takes us a good hour for us to get there. A spectacular film thriller based on Nolan's own original screenplay, Inception is the smartest CGI head trip since The Matrix. Pause. Is that as good as The Matrix? No. No, Not not. even kind of. Not even remotely close. Rotten Critic Reviews. Ambitious, sure. But ultimately, too far-fetched for its own good. The main tension of the story is a constant bevuzela-like interruption and the suspension of disbelief. Uh, someone, in my opinion, wrote this review during the World Cup to appear buzzworthy hip. Yeah. And please, don't bring in that horrible sport of soccer when talking about the fine art of cinema. Not on my watch, <laughs> assholes. The problem with Inception, and it's a biggie, is that despite all the clever concepts, the dream worlds just don't ever feel like dreams. They feel like, well, a slightly trippy Roland Emmerich movie. You know what? That's actually a good point. I agree. Yeah. I did not. And and sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Uh, there, one of the articles I read, they spoke to a dream expert, um, and he was saying how while Nolan captured the concept of dreams and, and, and how people view dreams, he did not capture the disjointedness of the dream. Right. Because we all remember dreams, and it's, and it's, hard to, it's really hard to analyze dreams because nobody remembers dreams very clearly. But what you do remember, typically, when you're awake, they make no sense. Sure. But in the dream, you never question, like, oh, Kevin's a woman now, but whatever, I'll go with this. <laughs> and and there, was, there was nothing like that. There, was nothing, there wasn't that disjointedness in the dreams where you just kind of had to accept all these random things happening. Everyone held into their realities too much. Yeah. Way too much yeah. during the course of this. I think it, we should have a new, my new game show. You ready, Jim? I'm going to pitch you. It's going to be called Dream Diary or Comic Set List. Which one is it? So <laughs> can people have to write their dreams down or is it a comic set list? <laughs> Jerking off my dog. <laughs> Both. <set> Both. <laughs> Both. Ha ha. Fold. A what's on your mind invasive sci-fi noir specializing in homo sapien interior decorating that operates at a level way beyond viewer comprehension. Though this messing with your head nap time thriller boasts intermittent mind-bending imagery. Someone's English lit degree from Keene University is in overtime. Somebody was using their vocabulary book that day. One way to salvage such fun with this blunderbuss. Ha ha. 
Get it. You watched Jumper, didn't you, buddy? Would be to fall asleep while watching and dream up a better movie yourself. Try it. You'll avoid a headache. <laughs> he patted himself on the back. Yeah. Oh, you know he so took a bath from that laptop. Like, honey, read oh, this. Honey, yeah. Honey, come here, read this. No, 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 no. I'll be in dinner in three seconds. You yeah. have to come here first and read this. He did high-five himself. While I stroke myself. <laughs> Amazon five-star reviews. These are reviews by the watch. The just general public. As we the call unwashed it. masses. Oh, my oh. God. Inception has been making it my favorite movie. And by the way, I read everything verbatim, so bad grammar and, and spelling is incorporated. Yeah. Inception has been making it to my favorite movie I have ever seen and pushed E.T. out of the way. With a lot of effort, though, I love the little alien that I had seen in the cinema when I was six years old. If E.T. is your favorite movie that you've ever Don't you seen. dare bad me about E.T. I'll fucking your set favorite, you up. It's not no, your f- it's not my favorite. I love it. I'm not, it's, it's, oh. great, it's a great movie, but it's not, not my favorite. favorite. If, if it's your favorite movie, no. you're either still under 10 years old or a or pedophile. pedophile. Or, ah, it's, or it's the only yeah. movie you ever saw. Yeah. Those are the only three options. <laughs> but Inception is something special, something really amazing. Okay. Excellent movie. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. My 15-year-old son told me recently that this is his favorite movie, so Hubby and I decided to watch it with him the other day. I had to really pay attention and think about it to keep up, but it wasn't as confusing as some movies can be. Great acting, great plot, great cinematography. I also appreciated the fact that it was not full of profanity and nudity. There is some bad language, but not enough to bother me, parentheses, and I'm the type that hates a lot of profanity or unnecessary There's the fucking language. tits in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they don't say cunt enough in this. I'm out. <laughs> I will say this, though. The cinematography on this movie was beautiful. Oh, second, visually, second oh, to none. It's a, it's a beautiful All of his films are. It's shot gorgeous. There was some violence, but it wasn't excessive, and it wasn't the blood and gore kind that's disturbing to some of us. She lives in middle America. There's no doubt yeah. about that. There oh, was, gosh. Yeah. She lives in 1959. <laughs> oh, cheese and rice. There was an element of romance in a way. Not going to spoil it. How is that? What's going to spoil about the romance? But it was, it was not at all a chick flick, and it yet had an interesting plot that intrigued me, a woman, much more than I have seen that the guys really wanted to watch. Smiley face. So she's just dumbing down her own sex, right? Yeah. Awesome. That, that that would be the term self-hating. Pretty much. I know you don't want a lot of lip from us ladies, but... <laughs> She's definitely caught a few lefts from her husband. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. She's talking out of vagina right now. Yeah. If Virginia Woolf were only alive to hear that review. A nail-biter and edge-of-the-seat movie that I'll watch over and over. I was pleased with Leonardo DiCaprio's performance. Since Titanic, he's become a very mature and superb actor. He turned in a stunning performance. Way to go, Leonardo. The $9 I spent for the DVD was well spent. I love people who put their purchasing history I'm in I'm sure as Leo is banging another yeah. supermodel, he cares about your right. support. Yeah. Don't get up to go get popcorn. Don't get up to go to the bathroom. Don't check your phone. For heaven's sakes... Don't blink. What is this, marathon, man? <laughs> Scenes are filled with visual clues that are important to the understanding of the rules of dream weaving and the progression of the plot. Dialogue will not fill in the blanks for you. You have to pay attention, and that is part of the fun and intensity of watching this intelligent, fast-paced movie. For the first time since, gosh, I can't remember when, I wanted to talk about a movie when it was over. Does this person just walk out of most theaters like, mm, naked gun, don't want to discuss this one. <laughs> nothing quotable, nothing to see here. Please disperse. <laughs> that was perfectly brought in. Now, These are not the movies you're looking for. No. Now this is my favorite section, Jim. The open mic reviews. The Amazar one-star reviews. Oh! My favorite. Japanese stereotyping. Check. James Bond. Check. 
Stylized concept. Think Matrix in hypotheses. Check. Sexy movie star. Check. Sexy movie star. Sex interest. Check. The writers were... Uh, the writers obviously were tied because no professional writer would put out crap like this. Something should sue them for uh, someone should sue them for theft. Also, they can't age someone to look half natural. Wait to wait ten more years until you see a film called The Irishman. There, <laughs> oh, there has to be a makeup artist who knows how to age someone. I like uh, it was horrible. I hated every second. He watched that whole movie, and what really got oh, to him this was is Ken sheet. Watanabe's aging. This <laughs> is why I hate woke critic. This is me. This is why I hate woke crit- critics because you can't go in a film with a checklist. I don't take you seriously. <laughs> like Asians, oh god, they have Asians. Go good. Go, go, go. Oh no, a uh, strong female empowerment role. Check, double check. I have a checklist when I go look for porn. Right. Does it get my dick hard? You win. <laughs> You can't go into something and just... I'm like, this person can't go into something and just enjoy it. And by the way, where is there a Japanese stereotype in this film with Ken Watanabe? He has an accent. Because he's Japanese? <laughs> yeah, well, you that... can't have an accent. Oh, you should... can't acknowledge that, Kevin. Now watch it's it. It's 2019. He now, could be a businessman. He could be Japanese mafia. It oh, Yakuza? Be oh, because all Japanese are in the Yakuza? No, you no, guys no. are both racist. No, he wasn't missing his pinky because that's shown out of... They cut it off out of loyalty. Oh. Ooh, someone Ooh. knows. After watching 25 minutes, I still had no idea what was going on, so I stopped Because you watching. only watched 25 minutes. <laughs> so I stopped watching. Wait, so the rental cost. How about this guy? How about you give the film a little longer? <laughs> which is very layered, more than 25 minutes, because it's like, hey, guys, uh, this porno had 45 seconds of foreshadowing, so I bailed. He must be great at foreplay. Yeah. I haven't gotten off yet. I'm yeah. going home. Here's one of my favorite <laughs> ones. Even, Jim, you can't shit on this one. Bad acting. Boring, sto- boring story content. What? This is one of the best actor groups in a long time in a, in a completely original storyline. Bad acting? Really? With this? Shame on you. I couldn't get into this, and neither could my girlfriend, but I bet I can get into his girlfriend. hi oh! I didn't get... I didn't care you didn't much. You really just do that, did you? I totally just pulled that out. I didn't care much for this, so I am gifting it to my son-in-law. <laughs> it sounds like the son-in-law is a real queef. It's like, hey, hey, guy that bangs my daughter that makes me nauseous every time you enter my house, here's something I don't want in my house, just like you. I would literally bang his daughter, get her juice on my hand, and shake his hand every time. <laughs> Thanks for the $10, Dad. <laughs> Actors are amazing. Story is uber confusing. Lost me 10 minutes into it. Blah. Not my favorite. That was his. That he, was a re- he took words. time not to go on favorite. the internet and type that. Does that mean every film that's not Caddyshack is a one star in my book because it is not my favorite now? <laughs> is Caddyshack your favorite? It's my favorite. My personal favorite film, yes. Pulp Fiction number two, Star Wars number three. I can't wait till somebody comes in and does Caddyshack. I can't wait. Paul, by all means. If they do Caddyshack, they should be smacked. Thank you. I mean, there's been a number of them where I've been like, well, well I'll tell you what we too, you should be New able hope. to shit on I want to smack Sheba Mason for her dad doing Caddyshack, too. How about that? Yeah, oh. that works. I mean, <laughs> I mean, somebody would be crazy to do it. Rocky. Uh, I mean, people have done, I don't know if you've seen our list. People have done Batman Begins. I know what your thoughts on that yeah. one are. Wolf of Wall Street. I could see people shit. Was that, was that Bill Schultz that did Wolf of Wall Street? No, he did Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Who did, who did Wolf of Wall Street? AC Road did that one. He made a very good point that I, that, that, yeah. that I carried into this movie. Godfather Part 2 was the last episode that was done. Who who said that? What's that? Peter Garacci, an Italian! No, it's also, it's, it's, it's Omerta to go his, against that. His argument, though, wasn't that 
it was it was weak because he he admitted that he loves the movie. It's just mm. he he likes it. He feels that one could have an hour the hour and change whatever whatever De Niro is in put that in the beginning of one and have that and end with Michael doing that because all the the uh, the Hyman Roth Cuban stuff is a bunch of boring bowling, uh, boring bullshit filler, which I agree with. Yeah, that's a fair point. All right. Now, Jim Ringerinos, we turn the floor to you. Why does Inception suck, and why is the public and all the critics wrong that this is a good film? I don't believe all of the public is wrong. You know, somebody somebody did write not my favorite. I, I will agree with that, gentlemen. <laughs> I will agree with them as well, and I think Kevin Israel will agree as well. That's yes. also not our favorite. Look, there. if you're going to shit on another artist, you should at least point out the stuff they do right first. Cinematography on this was absolutely gorgeous, Flawless. and nobody could argue and anything to that. Uh, you had mentioned in your opening soundtrack, the soundtrack when I listened to the movie again over this weekend, beautiful. Yeah, and I mean, just moving in ways that it made you feel things. It made me feel things other than my total disgust for the movie, which is <laughs> a lot to be said. Um, I, I have a few really big problems. First of all, three of us are all married. Wanting to get back to your wife and kids. I don't know that that's the journey that we would all want. You know, uh, you know, people were talking about a love interest in here. She wasn't really a love interest. No, me. not at all. Not at all. Um, I thought this. Who are, they, I, they were talking about his wife, right? Uh, not Ellen Page. No, I think they yeah. were talking about Ellen Page. She uh, was not, a love interest? Not at all. I did not get that at all. No. It, there was no chemistry there. was in there. it for a matter of six minutes. Ellen Page could have been played scenes. by a boy or a dog. Like, just because yeah. she's lesbian, Kevin Israel, does not mean you have to insinuate. But, I didn't know she was a lesbian. Thing, I think yeah, the, when those people were saying that there's a Hollywood female love interest, they were thinking Ellen Page. There's, uh, there's absolutely... And there's I, nothing there. I mean, to be fair, I didn't get a lot of chemistry between him and his wife either. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he kind of half-assed when she jumped off the balcony, like, no! All right, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going with you, bitch. See you yeah. later. <laughs> there's a, a couple of really big problems I have with this one. Shoot. First one is, it does, there's nothing about this that feels like a dream. It feels like any other Hollywood Matrix-type, you know, fantasy sequence. There's nothing in this that is a dream within a dream. I absolutely, the first two scenes in that film, when we go through the stuff that he's doing um, in, in attempting to get out of uh, uh, get out of the uh, capture of the Asian gentleman, I, such high hopes. Like, oh, this is really going to be a good shoot 'em up This is going to be a good escape film. This is going to be a good heist film. Whatever they're going to choose to do from that point. And then from that point, there was, in the first hour of the film... 25 minutes of explaining the rules of Inception. Right. And yet, I never felt like I really understood the rules of Inception. <laughs> I rewatched it again today. Yeah. I just and, saw it too. Yeah, today. And I watched, like, keenly. Yeah. To get the rules. Now, now within it, you know, 25 minutes of nothing but jibber-jabber, including the scene which is a beautifully shot scene where he's trying to explain to her what's happening and she's walking through the whole town. Gorgeous scene that was a 10-minute scene apropos of nothing. So, nothing happened in it. You know, he she was convinced to do it before he said a word, and that showed us nothing that we didn't already know. One one interrupting point here. Yeah. It's a fun fact, actually. In Japan, when they air this film, they show the number of the dream in the bottom of the screen so people can follow along, and there's like a map of whose dream and what role it is in. So people are Really? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I, that actually might have helped. That might have helped. Yeah. Might have helped me a lot. One of, so, not to cut you off, but yeah. I, I think we're going in the same line. One of my early problems with, with this was, did you see the movie Dreamscape? Yeah. Okay. So Dreamscape did a very good job, and we I, we talked about this a little earlier. Dreamscape was a movie with Dennis Quaid, right? I, I don't remember. I think it was Dennis was. Quaid. It was about a guy. It was about this program that took uh, people with some psychic abilities and trained them to go into other people's dreams to either kill them or to basically do something like this. And sure. they basically became dream mercenaries. Um Dreamscape did a good job because they said these people have psychic abilities, and that's why they can do this. In Inception, they never once explain yeah. how you get into the dream. No. They explain that they knock you out. Right. And that, Because there's a scene where Ellen Page walks in and Leo's in the dream, and that's when she finds out about the wife. Yeah. And the she just houses. lays down and goes to sleep and is in his dream. What was the tra- what where, where did this ability come there's from? Link, there's yeah. nothing implanted that exactly sets up the scenario. Like, okay, we're the, here are the constructs of the dream. Injected or some kind of computer program. At least the Matrix had that. Like, right. boom. Oh, wait. I need to know how to fly a helicopter. Hold on a second. Boom. Right. Now but I can fly they, it. They also had the the caveat: if there's too much motion, too much vibration in the dream, you'll wake from the dream. And yet, the scene where the the van is collapsing, falling, falling in the water. Yeah. Nobody wakes up because apparently there was no shaking in that right. van, even though they were completely shaking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the rules weren't consistent. Uh, the story is a convoluted heist story. It's all it is. It's a convoluted heist story. You do forget very fast that it was about them stealing from Watanabe. Yeah. yeah. And the first, like you said, it opens up, oh, cool, they're going to try and hack into his mind, hack into the safe and his mind and, and the secrets. And it's going to be a cool movie. And right. it just never delivered. Yeah, they're, they're bad guys, by the way. Yeah. yeah. They're making this guy break up his company for no reason right. other than Watanabe wants his company to be number one. Right. They're actually bad guys. Right. Yeah. Um, and... <sighs> You know, the the support system while they're sleeping is always ineffectual. Always. Yeah. I mean, we you know, we talk a little bit about Star Wars, uh, or maybe it wasn't a conversation with you, but, you know, everyone talked about how the flaws are so apparent in Star Wars. Oh, you know, we can't get off the planet, you know, until we get up, up to here and blow up the tower, you know, or, or blow up the, the exhaust port. Everything being so apparent. Here, the human that's awake is always the fuck up. Right, right. Always. Right. Yeah. Without exception. You know, and they didn't develop enough of the story of him and his wife for me to care at the end when that top spin, if it stopped or not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't care. I just did not fucking Maybe care. I'm retarded. Did I miss the point? Why in Mombasa was that whole crowd chasing after them? And then, and then they they crashed through them. They took the one guy who's part of the crew. Right. Why? How do they? Who was after him, and why? That was the company that they were originally working for. Yeah. So, so Ken Watanabe, which and this makes no sense. Also, Ken Watanabe sets up that whole heist in the beginning, right. to test Leo, right? I got to see that. if he can do this. But they, but Leo was supposedly working for this company who was who wanted Ken Watanabe's whatever they were right. trying to get out of him. That was the company. That he, but he didn't do it. So then he was like, "Well, we screwed them over. So I guess they're going to be after us now." But if if Ken Watanabe set this up, why was there this other company? But that's what it was—that company that supposedly hired Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio to go into Ken Watanabe's head was now going after him because th- that's why the guy goes, "Let's see if you're in a dream now," and then like right, goes to punch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So too, too much story. This yeah. movie suffered. The biggest too many layers. Sin of this uh, of this movie is too much story. Had it have been a heist film that was pulled out in dreams, I think this could have been a really great movie. Had this movie been an hour and fifty, 
as opposed to the bloated two, two, two and a half. Look yeah, at right now. I, I mean, it's just it, it's brutal in terms of the length. It's brutal in terms of the exposition. It's, most of the actors did not deliver their finest work. Ellen, Ellen Page, I'm sorry. Dear God, other than Juno, has she ever actually acted? Well, she didn't. Movie? I mean, she was an X Men for a second, but it was nothing. But I mean, acting. Yeah, has no. She, has she ever shown any emotion? No, she has. All? No, she no. has the. She and what's her name from uh, Twilight have the same emotional range. Anna Kendrick. No. Uh, uh, oh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. They yeah. She same. suffers from Renee Zellweger syndrome. That's called the. She walked into a fart cloud. And has the same look <laughs> in her face the, at yeah. all times. You know. Yeah, and you know what? It's, it's one of my problems with Ellen Page character, and this this also goes back to the whole setup of the movie. So she was a student of, of Leo's father-in-law, who apparently trained him how to do this, though we never learn what he does exactly. He's just a professor of some kind. Well, it looks like psychology or something. Well, he trained him to do this. They never define what this is. Right. Right, right. The, the inception, inception is never defined. Right, and he How just get in. and why and and by the way, Leo allegedly killed his daughter, and this guy's still willing to help. Why did that's never explained either? No, like you killed my daughter, but hey, here's another kid. But Good luck. That's one of the things that people point to, saying obviously she's not really dead, and that was part of a dream, or clearly the father-in-law wouldn't have helped him. That's one of the things that people point to when they're trying to say he's alive. At the See, end. that's I think that's not too complicated. Way complicated. That, that story it, that I don't think there was that level of storytelling in I, this. No, to support that. Not, but th- there's too many layers, too much clouded, no chemistry between the actors. Michael Caine, who is one of the most phenomenal actors ever, just underrated in everything he did, is misused here so badly. Three and a half minutes. Yeah. How about unused? Yeah. But even the scenes he's in, there's no emotional weight in any of the scenes he's in. He's just a conduit to bring her in. That's all he is. So the call was probably this, Chris Fulano. Hey, listen, I'm not going to do Dark Knight Rises for another few years, but... Do you want to do something in the meantime? I got like four lines. Oh, bloody mate, sounds wonderful. And that's it. Bang. Oh, chip, chip, lines. cheerio. Yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> you, know, you want to make a half a mil? Come, come do this. You know, it, look, there's just, there was a great, not a good, a great movie in here waiting to come out. You're right. 100%. And they fucking yep. buried it. It was, it, it was almost like a Rube Goldberg machine of movies. Like they had all these cool things. Oh, that and then what did it do at the end? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, that's what it did? Yeah, that's what we get at the end of this. <laughs> and, and kind of like the fly, last Skywalker. That's it. <laughs> that's the reveal. That's how she got her powers. It, Fuck you. Okay, the, that film's the big thing I'll say because we all we all just sit through this bloated weasel of a movie this week. Yeah. Did anybody care at the end whether he got back to his wife and kids or not? No. Well, I assume I I just uh, the wife was dead. Yes. Yeah. I thought he was just going back to get to get to his kids. kids, and no, there was never any other than the couple times they showed like the images of the kids or playing in the backyard. Like I never cared about those kids. This this was another movie. The which, phone call where he called his kids was like, "Hey, daddy misses you," and then the guy's like, "Was it the mother-in-law?" Yeah. Was, takes the phone away. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, we, we can't talk. We gotta get going now. Bye." He's kind of like, "Oh shit!" Like, "Oh, that sucks." And he gets yanked away from them when he's in the house. He's like, "Now or never. Here's a plane ticket. Are you in or are you out? Let's go right now." And he just leaves the kids in the... I'm like, that's a shitty dad. Yeah. You know what? Go fuck yourself. I'm not going to yeah. leave my kid here But you know what? Mom. One of the things I noticed, and, and, I, and I had the same problem with Dark Knight Rises, Nolan sometimes has a problem with time, with establishing time in a movie. Yeah. And 
one of the scenes that really exemplified this in Inception was when Tom Hardy goes, oh, well, I'm very good at getting in with people. So I'm going to go. Wheeze. And then suddenly he's in this guy's inner circle yeah. sitting in this. And how did he do that? No preface. What happened? Yeah. And then suddenly he's back with them going, well, here's what I figured out. Was that three months? Was that a year? What time? What did that all involve? And you saw that also in Dark Knight Rises when he broke his back, and then suddenly he's back and he's healed, and he's back in Gotham. Boy, he rehabbed himself though in the in the, in the jail though. But, but here's why how much time this, passed. I know, I know. Here's why this is a bigger problem in this film. They did everything they could to make us not figure out what the dream sequences were and what the live sequences were. So that skip in time then reads like a dream. Right. Unless yep. you're paying careful attention and it, it just, oh, it's too convenient. And I guess if you told me that that was all intentional to make you to make you the whole time question, is this all, is this a dream? Is this really happening? But I don't think it was. I don't think at that point you were supposed to say, is is this part a dream? I, I got mm. six scenes into it. I was, I sat with a pen and paper and I just try to figure out what was dream, what was real, what's dream, what's real. By scene number seven, I'm there like, I don't give, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he crumpled up his just paper. Done. <laughs> right in the fireplace at once. <laughs> but, because Fetch me a cigar. I've had enough of a brandy. There's, there's no story. There's no characters. There is no story in this movie at all. I defy anybody to find me a story. Is it about him getting home to his kids? It is about him pulling off one last heist to pay off a debt? Is it about him being trapped into this world and not being able to get out of it? Is it about him tutoring the, this new girl into the world of this espionage? Is it about... And there was no tutoring. No. She could just do it. Yeah. Is, I don't want to do this. Comes back three minutes later. Okay, I'll do it. I want, uh, is it about this new science that they developed? It's about all of that, yet none of that. Right. And a great movie would have been the development of this whole yeah. technology or style, whatever it was. Like, we, you're right. We didn't get anything. They gave us no substance of anything. So we wanted everything. Yeah. Like, because if, if this was a great movie of characters and whatever, and, we, and you were like, well, what about the dream? How did the dream thing happen? Don't you care. could be like, well, it doesn't characters. matter because the characters and that's not what it was about. But this wasn't really about the characters. The only character development there was was Leo uh, Cobb. And I didn't really care. Yeah. No. And Cillian Murphy gets a, gets a short on the whole stick here. He's with his dad who's dying. Well, what happened? What, what made you change your mind? And then form the bond. Da, da, da. Disappointment. Cute. Was that your rosebud? I don't know. But then when I watch it today in the first three minutes, I go, oh, shit, I forgot. This was about a fucking heist. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And I get back and, okay, let's see how and it just this, kaput. Like, this movie with the heist part also of had the fucking Sopranos ending of, you know, you gotta cho choose what the ending was for yourself. No, fuck you. I just paid money. Tell me an ending. Right. Tell me what I'm supposed yeah. to get. It stopped. It, it tipped over. It stopped wobbling. Did this top stop spinning for us guys? Yeah, for me it did. <laughs> I I don't care. I yeah. I wanted something yeah. definitive. I just tell me what I should feel. This movie. I want a story that's cohesive, characters that I could love, or I want or to be hate. dazzled, or hate, or or I want to be dazzled. Those are my three criteria. If I can be dazzled, if I've got a character I can latch on to, or if I've got a story that I'm going to remember the rest of my life. This had none of it. Nope. It had beautiful cinematography, beautiful, gorgeous music, and not much else. And you know what? It's a great point because when you told me that Jim was doing Inception, I was like, oh, Inception. What did I – I have no recollection of that movie. None. <laughs> I saw this in the theater, and I thought, this is really great. Yeah. 
And I, watch, and I have it at home. And I watch it a couple times. It was on HBO here and there. I, it doesn't fall into our test of if it's on, do I throw the remote to the ground and go, not needed for the next two hours? Yep. Does not fit, does not pass that test. So when I put it in today, and I forgot again how long it was, and I forgot what it was seen. What, it was the scene the, the, right before they go and they scale the building in the snow. Oh. And I go, oh, Fuck, that's right. There's more. It's like an hour and 15. I go, oh, Jesus Christ. We're nowhere near being done. That's so funny because when they got to the, the snow, I was like, oh, this is almost over. And I looked into it. Nope. And I was like, how are they going to get another hour out of yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like it. Again, I first thought I liked it. And then second and third, I'm like, yeah, it's good. And then you talk to your friends. Like, oh, Inception's cool. It's no Dark Knight, right? No, no Dark Knight. But, or other his other stuff like uh, um, Memento. But it's good. Man, after today, I'm like, wow. If this... That- it felt this like an okay flawed. video game. Here, here's the thing. <clears throat> I, I shit all over Dark Knight, but Dark Knight at least had characters that were riveting. At the very least. Arguably one of the most riveting in film history. Well, well we could argue yeah. that a different day. Mm. But And Memento had a story that was unique and memorable forever. Sure. And this, a director that's capable of doing both of those things... With a budget that was obscene for the time, one hundred twenty-five million, not that obscene, uh, solid, a lot of money, but still, it's. I bet his original, that was the horror movie, was a much more coherent, compact movie. But then I think once he got his oats under him, and he was like, "Oh, they're going to let me do whatever I want." Well, well, <laughs> let me also share a tidbit that did not make my five fun facts. When he when Leo agreed to do the role, Leo had constant input into the script. Oh. So this may have something to do with DiCaprio. Yeah. We don't know. You touched on touch before the music. Hans Zimmer. I saw him in concert two years ago at Radio City. Uh, John Williams is the undisputed champ on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. There's no one's going to sit here and say otherwise. But Hans Zimmer is a nice number two. And yeah. this film is it should give you no no pause. Why not? That's the case. Yeah. It was. It's a. But it's a wonderfully if, if scored movie. If you only had ten bucks to splurge, buy the soundtrack. Right. <laughs> Download right. the soundtrack. The movie's avoidable. Well, you know what's fun? So I, I, because I was so set on understanding this movie, the scene where you figure out everything, where he explains what he did to the wife and that he he, he used the inception on her. Right. I watched that and then I was like, I don't understand what he's talking about. Like what? Because I thought he put the idea in her head to kill herself. Right. I thought that's what it was. And then I went and read the explanation and I was like, that's not, they didn't, that's not what I just watched. Like (laughs) you, I I sat down today with a pen and paper (laughs) and I'm like, and I'm watching again. And I said, I'm not dumb, but I feel very dumb. I'm not piecing this together. I felt so dumb. Like, why can't I piece this all together? In a nice, compact answer, what what's going on? I can A to B to see you, and I couldn't do it. I go, I, I feel incredibly stupid. I hope these guys don't have an explanation why they can't figure it out. And I'm the dumbass for this episode. Okay, it, it, you can't figure it out. Okay, it's a trick question. And there are great. <laughs> you quote my cousin Vinny. There are great complicated movies out there. Yeah. that pay off. The Absolutely. Matrix pays off. Love yeah. it. You know, I mean, there's there's movies out there that leave you think. Usual suspects. S- Six Sense pays off. Does yeah. not pay off. You don't think Six Sense pays I off? Call, I called it. The, I called it ending in the middle of the theater during the film. I mean, but he's, it, dead. But, he's not talking about. He's okay. Dead. No, 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 no. But I'm not saying that. But okay. it, there's an ending. There's it, there is an ending. There's, there's, there is there's, an ending. There's an ending, and that you can look back and go, oh, okay, I get this. Usual suspects pays. Usual off. suspects. It's a complicated movie that you yeah. have to track back, and you go, oh, I see how this all happened. Yeah. This movie, there was no payoff. No. There was nothing. There was not, and there was no way for you to backtrack and go, oh yeah, I get it, because I didn't. Right. I didn't. I kind of got it. Like even when they're doing the three dreams and the whole explanation of everything. Well, 
So you have the architect who builds the thing, but then you have the guy whose dream it is, who's got to stay awake because you're in his dream. Right. And so what's what did the architect do? Did the architect did she build it for these people? Who's now staying awake? Who's... And if there's any vibrations at all, it's going to collapse. And... Right. But then there's the one scene. He's in, the, he's in the restaurant where the water is. They're, they're, they're tipping in the water. And he's like, you see that? That's gravity. And we're in the dream. This is how it works. And I'm like, wait a minute. You can't feel anything, right? But you see the water sloshing everywhere. Right. It's going against the windows. And it, you're right. There are so many. Again, the Matrix is so perfect in, in every explanation it had for it. What to right. do, the red dress woman, the code, what happens here, plugged out. It, it... I, I, I got to say this. This is one of those films. I'm going to fall guilty to my own uh, claim. This is one of those films where people are like, oh, you like that? You just want to seem smart. At first, like, no, 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 it's a really good film. It's legit good. Now I'm like, this is a film that you say you like if you want to seem smart. Yeah, yeah. right. Cause, yeah, because I would love somebody who claims to like this movie to really sit down and explain it to me. And I, and I don't want the, you, well, you can't explain it. Well, then, then, then you're exactly right. But if somebody tells me they love this movie because of cinematography... I'll give you that. hundred percent. Same uh, thing with Dunkirk, as we said before. Yeah, you know, if you're telling me you like it because you love the acting, I disagree, but I'll, I'll give you that. If you're telling me you like the characters or the story, you are so full of shit. Right. You yeah. are unbelievable. I have to say, and I, I like Tom Hardy in almost everything. Yeah. And Do I, you? I, I'm, I'm okay with him. See, I, I really like Tom Hardy. Did you Hardy. like Venom? Yeah. Oh, it was I, terrible. I mean, his accent was bad, but, but I like... The whole film was terrible. But I, I, I thought he did a good job seeming like he hated the situation, and then so he kind of got into it. Um, I don't blame him. I blame the script. It was so fucking awful. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. It's, it wasn't. I don't think it was a great. But I liked him in the movie. I like. Okay. I like him. But and I thought he was one of the only people in the movie who I really bought. Like he's got a character who's this reluctant guy who's being dragged along for this thing. Who's probably in it for the money. And then he was like, I don't want to do it. And like he, I bought into his character, and he was the only one that I bought into. Everybody else, even Leo's character, I was like, I guess, right? But I don't care about. Like I just don't. I don't get why they just none of it made sense. And the whole he was on the run. And by, oh, oh, here was a, here's a question: Who was the guy that gave him the plane ticket? That was yeah. standing in yeah. the house and gave him the plane ticket and said, "You have to go now." now yeah, who re- was that guy? No idea. No. Three of us watches. Nobody could tell no. me who that guy is. That's amazing. <laughs> this was this was information. This was lack of information overload. <laughs> is what this was. Many years ago, I, I got to to meet David Mamet. And we were talking about films and theater and stories. And he said the most important question you could ask anytime you watch something is why did this story take place? Just why did the story take There's no earthly reason for this story to take place. None. Yeah. Kevin Israel, what would you give this film now after a, re- a rewatch? I, th- I think I'd give it a five. I think I'd get, like, I don't regret watching it. I, don't, I didn't sit there. I wasn't in pain watching it. But it didn't do anything for me. Like, I'm not going to – I'll tell you this. I'm not going to ever watch this movie again. It's going to be a long time before I watch this again. Yeah. A Unless it's, like, with one of my time. kids at some point where I'm like, I guess you should probably see this Let's movie. go through the Nolan, the, <laughs> no, the, the Nolan uh, masterpiece works. Uh, I, I think a five is actually a perfect call. At first, I think a seven, I think, when I first saw it, maybe seven and a half. Oh, yeah. thought it was great. But, man, it's just – you walk out saying, I don't know, and I just – as you said, I just don't give a fuck. I yeah. do not care, no. and I'm not going to even. And I, here's another thing too: when I was done with that, I didn't even Google to go find answers. I was like, I just don't care, don't care. to even even Google what does that mean? Well, who's that? What does that mean? What does that represent? Da da da. No, good because I did, and I got angrier ah! when I did it. <laughs> Someone misuses time. <laughs> Kevin Israel, did Jim Andrinos change our minds? 
no, watching the movie again changed it my did. mind. It did. <laughs> if we didn't, if we didn't watch this, if I didn't watch this again today, I would have had. A, I was like, at first, I'm like, fuck you, really? Now I'm like, yep. yeah, I see it. Oh, yeah. totally. You're absolutely right. I when you told me Jim was doing Inception, I was like, bring it on. Yeah, this is gonna yeah. be. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh. Woof. Kind of right. I I still think the movie's a three, and it's only the three for the cinematography and the music. Fair. I mean, I wouldn't argue with you on that. Yeah. I I just I think I guess I think I just liked it enough to get it up to a five. But if you, I mean, if you, I wouldn't argue with you that it's a three. If you if you do take out the cinematography, how advanced and beautiful and breathtaking it is, and the score, it is a three. If it's just standard cinematography, standard music, yeah. it is a three. But because it's so beautifully done and aesthetically pleasing, it's a five for that exact reason. I, 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 and you know what? The action in it, because there was the scene, which by the way, that was a hospital in the snow. Yeah, that compound right. was supposed to be a hospital. I, I had no idea. I didn't get that. That looks something out of Goldeneye. Yeah. yeah. At some point, at one point, they go, "Oh, we have to get him to the hospital," and I was like, "Where's the hospital?" And then when I Googled it, I was like, "Oh, that fortress was a hospital." Where did it ever look like that a hospital? A, I wrote that, my notes. that is a board in Goldeneye in multiplayer. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I'm gonna go go find my grenade launcher, license to kill, no yep. odd job. Yep. But I was watching the action in that. I was kind of like, "Oh, well, this is cool." They're like having a gunfight, and then I was like, "This is shitty action." Yeah, like nobody's like nobody. People are getting shot, but nobody cares. Like, no real action. Yeah, there's no, there's no, no, there seemed to be nothing at stake. And there wasn't even anything cool about it in the Matrix. After you saw the first gunfight, you knew that Neo wasn't going to get hit with any bullet. Right. You just knew, but it was cool every time he dodged one. Right. There was nothing cool. Well, he did, he about did get the clipped. Action, yeah. He did get clipped when he was right. right, right he when, did uh, get clipped. Yeah, yeah with, with the helicopter scene. Oh, in the knee. But it, but again, but I got your point. But it, 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 he looked cool every time he dodged a bullet, even though you saw it coming. Yeah. You know, and there was nothing cool about the action in this one. No. It's a four. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't take much. By the way, either. I just moved the needle. Just want to take credit for that one. <laughs> On him, yeah. I, I think, yeah. Is that, the, is that the closest everyone's ever gotten to kind of convincing us? Yeah. No, I, th- I think. I mean, I, not to take away from Jim's argument, but again, I think it's just me the rewatch, film, the rewatching film it, it. And but, me pointing out the shitty parts. But, but Jim, yeah, but Jim's Jim reinforcing it, definitely. And I, you know what? It's so shocking because I, I also remembered loving this movie. Yeah. And then it's just not the movie that I remember. It, uh, it Empress New Clothes us, I think. Yeah, totally. Jim Andrinos, where can we find you? What are you up to, buddy? Uh, you can find me on All Things New Media Comedy, uh, my special Not Dead Yet. Streaming on Amazon Prime, and I have a uh, sketch comedy duo called NNM, and we uh, also have a special on Amazon Prime called Finally an NNM Special. So <laughs> you can uh, you can go to those places and watch and and tell me I suck and give me a one star Google review. Speaking <laughs> of reviews, people, let's get on the stick. Yeah, we need those five star ratings and reviews written on iTunes. This includes you, Jim Rindrinos. Pull out your phone and give us a five star rating and review. Gutting the sacred cow, we could use that. They're coming in. We, they are, but we, they're not coming in fast enough. Not fast and furiously enough. By the way, Hobbs and Shaw was a piece of shit. Thank you for wasting my time. <laughs> Fuck you. Hobbs I'll and Shaw. I wanted to like that movie so oh, much. It was so bad. It uh, was just for fans. It was an obscene. I don't even. Waste th- of time. I wouldn't even. It was I am. Scene waste I of time. am a rabid Fast and Furious fan, and I hate. I don't that think you ever use those. I, you and you and all the other like, twenty-five Asian kids wearing Supreme <laughs> gear. That film's terrible. I had a Fast and Furious car. I believe it. So I and I By drove the, it to the first movie. I, you're so gay. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lowered. I, I had a lowered Mitsubishi Eclipse that had lights under it and a giant muffler. I rewatched two not even three days ago. That film stinks. 
That's Tokyo Drift, right? No, three's Tokyo Drift. Oh, two, two is Miami. Two is, yeah. One is good. Two sucked. Three is awful. Four is bad. Five is great. We're in Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Six is at. Uh, seven is ugh. And Hobbs and Shaw. Where's the you, one where they were in Cuba? Seven. Seven. I think that was yeah, seven. Most recent with a nuclear sub. Yeah. I I will tell you this. Every once in a while, I have to let the wife and daughter pick out a movie, and it's always going to be either. You know, Jason Momoa or The Rock every fucking time. Just every so time. So it's Aquaman or Jumanji for you. Pretty much. <laughs> we need we need to do a like Fast and the Furious episode. Someone's gotta come do it. We don't pick the films. That's the best part about it. Comics, if you are of a fan that you, if you have a film, excuse me, that you would a torpedo and that is very well loved, very successful, or critically acclaimed. Could, could somebody come in and try to take down a franchise? No, you have to do one. One movie. Because we had, we, we, we had Star Wars yeah, done. Well, what, what, Mike Carina came to do Star Wars. He got slayed on that one. And then uh, um, Dante Nero did Last Jedi. Okay. So you, have to, you, have to, you can't take out a franchise. It's got to be a singular film. Next so. time I come, I want to do Cloud Atlas. No, I, that's terrible. Nobody that's liked that movie. movie. No, no one like that. I don't that. think anybody's saying no. that movie. Who's I turned it off. We, we do have to point out that it's a piece of shit every chance we get. <laughs> I turned it off. And I love Halle Berry and I love Tom Hanks, but that's the one Tom, one Tom Hanks vehicle oh, that, that was movie. terrible. Kevin Israel, where can we find you besides driving Mitsubishi's with uh, Groundworks on? Not anymore, but oh man, that car was awesome. Let me guess, you had the Limp Bizkit soundtrack in your car. <laughs> <Fucking> a. <laughs> Coming out of my two 12-inch subwoofers. Oh man. Uh, you can find me at kevinisrael.com. Uh, I got my schedule up there, and you can check out my album, The Struggle is Real, on uh, on iTunes and streaming and everywhere else that you would find that stuff. KevinGoatee.com for all the good stuff. Football picks still coming up for the playoffs. 61% for the year I finished on. Yeah, buddy. Had a bad week last week, though. Oof. Uh, but, yeah, KevinGoatee.com. But, again, let's get back to it. The reviews on Gutting the Sacred Cow, iTunes, Facebook. Oh, if you don't have iTunes, here's something that people always ask me who, uh, who have the, want to review it. Go to Stitcher.com and look up uh, Gutting the Sacred Cow. If you don't have iTunes, you can do it on Stitcher and leave a review there. So that's that. Jim Andrinos, thank you for coming in today. We appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Yeah, Kevin Israel, good stuff as always. And uh, we will ta- we'll talk to you guys soon. Oh, one more thing. Don't forget, we're looking for sponsors. We've got one in the mix. We're going to need a few more. Let's keep on going. Keep the lights on here, kids. All right? Take care. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.